local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Kane Radio and Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Thursday, October the 20th. And uh, something uh, for the 27th time in history happens today. And that says the big four leagues all on action, uh, all in action, I should say, tonight. And that's the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the National Hockey League. And uh, it's happened uh, over the years. Uh, this is the 27th time. Of course, Thursday night football is what really puts it in gear for uh, the sports equinox. And uh, basically, I, I, I don't get how every Sunday in October that doesn't occur almost. Uh, well, uh, you got to think about maybe that uh, Thursday night, they didn't have uh, Thursday night base, I mean, basketball, uh, football, so it uh, didn't happen. But uh, it's happened, it be- it, first time it ever happened was in 1971, and uh, then it went on for a few years. They had some misses here and there, but a lot of hockey matches on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's the 27th time. Major I, League I Baseball, the World Series was over. You know, basketball didn't start until the end of October at one time. And uh, baseball was over. So think about that. And you're thinking, I know. I mean, the World Series has been lingering into late October for a while. Uh, yes, but uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm just telling you the, the facts, just the facts. That uh, this uh, the, it's, it's happened, and uh, anyway, you know, I, I want to say maybe. Uh, and I used to go to NBA openers back uh, when I was a bigger NBA fan than I am. And back in high school, uh, so going back to the late seventies, early eighties, uh, the NBA may not have begun until early November. That, that you're probably right about that. It's and, possible, uh, but they played eighty-two and then the games World for series a long time. Would be done. Yeah, and uh, so uh, the big four sports. Uh, uh, with that, of course, big sports tonight on Kane Radio. Uh, the Lorville Tigers take on the Essential Episcopal Blue Gators. Big district game in 8-2A, and uh, Kane will be there uh, for that broadcast tonight. Uh, anyway, um, also baseball last night. Uh, San Diego uh, evens up the series uh, with an 8-5 to win. It looked at one time. Uh, uh, Nola. That, that second inning uh, was amazingly bad. Everything yeah. that could have gone wrong for the Padres did. Sun uh, getting in the way, a left fielder not hustling on a fly ball, uh, errant throws, uh, but they overcame it. They did uh, with one big inning and uh, shut it down, and now they head back to Philadelphia for tomorrow night as the uh, Phillies will uh, host their uh, – I guess a three-game set that's the best out of seven. It's all tied up at one. The other big game over right down I-10 over in Houston, uh, the Yankees uh, uh, jump out to a one-nothing lead, and the Astros uh, come back with uh, solo home runs and uh, pretty much uh, put the game away. Uh, But the Yankees uh, do make it interesting with a homer in the bottom of the seventh uh, uh, by your boy, uh, Rizzo, uh, Rizzo. who uh, strokes a solo home run to right field. And uh, they get back in the game at 4-2, uh, uh, to two, but uh, Yankee uh, bullpen uh, comes to the rescue and uh, they shut down uh, Houston bullpen, I should say, shuts down the Yankees 4-2. Uh, to two, And they got uh, game number two tonight over in Houston, 637, the first pitch. And uh, What can you say about Justin Verlander, though? Uh, oh, yeah. He, he continues Amazing. to uh, do it and... Uh, age of 39 right now, uh, returning from Tommy John surgery. I mean, so many things, laudable things to say about Verlander and uh, getting the job done. Yeah, pretty much has a lock on the Cy Young Award this year in the American League to uh, pitch for many years in Detroit. And I'm trying to think after he left Detroit, was Houston his first uh, I believe so. Uh, uh, stop? Uh, Verlander, just uh, like you said, uh, I think he had a 1.75 ERA. And what, one time, would he, how many did he strike out in a row uh, or put down in a row last night's game? Uh, I think he had struck out uh, seven or eight in a row at one point last night uh, uh, from the Yankees and um, uh, yeah, the Houston crowd. Uh, you can see the apprehension some in the Houston crowd. I'm trying to recall, did um, – did our second baseman from Houston get a base hit? I don't know if Altuve had a hit or not because uh, uh, he was 0 for 18 in that series against uh, Seattle. And uh, I, I just I can't recall. 
uh, him uh, getting a base hit in that particular game. Um, so we'll see uh, with uh, Major League Baseball tonight. Uh, of course, the Saints tonight, folks, uh, they're trying to right the ship uh, with regards to uh, the, um, you know, the losing streak. Uh, they've uh, they've uh, went, won their first game against Atlanta, then uh, dropped their next three out their next four. Uh, they take on the Dirty Birds from uh, <laughs> the Dirty Birds accent, I should say, uh, the Cardinals from Arizona. And I was pulled this up, Jeff. I, I wanted to show you that uh, no one has ever run the bird gauntlet in uh, the National Football League. The Saints have two down as they've beat the, the, the Falcons and the Seahawks. They've got the Cardinals tonight. And in week nine, they've got the Ravens. And uh, week 17, the uh, Eagles. And uh, no one in no one has ever in the NFL uh, run the gird, bird gauntlet. So we'll see if the Saints can keep that going tonight. And, against, and go ahead. I was going to say one of the reasons why is because uh, it's rare that you would play them all in That's one true. season. That's I true. mean, you've got to uh, you only play the one division in the AFC each year. Although with the seventeenth game now, you do play one extra interleague game. Uh, but it's pretty rare that you would play all five of those teams. Yeah, and I'm wondering tonight. Of course, Arizona's has their issues too. They just uh, and of course, if you are one of those teams, <laughs> you, you've eliminated uh, you know a sixth of the league uh, from even being able to do it because you're one of those teams. Yeah, just got a text. No, no, uh, no hit foul. Two uh, walk though, uh, but no hit. Uh, in the meantime, um, uh, the Saints tonight. Um, Come in, uh, they're, uh, un- uh, they're a dog at uh, two and a half points, 43 and a half over and under. Looks like uh, Andy Dalton's going to be the quarterback tonight for the. That, that's uh, what I'm hearing, although it was going to be a game day, dis- game time decision. Yeah, Arizona comes in only averaging uh, 19 points a game. Uh, they do, uh, they can move the football. They have 365 yards of offense, which is mid middle of the pack in the league, 16th. Saints have uh, come in at almost 400 yards a game. They're fourth in the league, uh, but uh, the scoring at 23-and-a-half. So uh, it's going to be interesting tonight. Uh, the Saints' uh, defense uh, gives up 26 points a game. Uh, they're 29th in the league, and we all thought going into this season the Saints' defense would help them and carry them for the first uh, few games, uh, but it uh, doesn't look like might not be the case. So they are giving up also uh, 343 yards a game, which is 17th. Arizona only gives up 337. Uh, meanwhile, passing yards, the Saints give up 222 to 233 for the Cardinals. And rushing yards, the Saints give up 121 to 104 for the Cardinals. So uh, interesting game tonight uh, as the Saints. And if you want to watch it, it's got, you got to watch it on uh, uh, Amazon Prime Time. So uh You've got to either uh, purchase it or find a place where you can go and watch it. And tonight, uh, down the uh, highway from us on uh, 182, you can watch it at the uh, Quarter Tavern. And they also, Jeff, you told me uh, yesterday in the last couple of days, they have a benefit going on tonight, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, serving some barbecue uh, plate dinners uh, this evening, begin- well, this afternoon, beginning at 5. Uh, game time's at 7, but... Those uh, plate lunches, uh, barbecue dinners being served beginning at 5. Uh, and, uh, indeed, the game will be on uh, several of their uh, TVs there at the Quarter Tavern. Uh, also uh, on our show this morning, uh, we'll have a couple high school coaches. The first one, Josh Learman from the Yellow, Yellow Jackets, will come on around 7.30. And then around 8 o'clock, uh, Acadian Christian uh, Lions head coach, Carol Olivier, will talk about his team. So, uh uh, in that regard, so uh, stick around. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Jeff, uh, quickly, just I'm bouncing around a little bit right now, but uh, boy, the Pelicans looked really good last night as they traveled to Brooklyn to open the season. And uh, the Pelicans uh, hammer the, the Brooklyn Nets by a score of 130-108. to 108. The game was never in doubt as the Pelicans jumped out to, I believe, a, a, a 30 two to 14 first quarter and then uh, the the Nets cut into it by 10 but uh, halftime the score was 58 to 50 the Pelicans put up 40 points in the third quarter to really blow the game open uh, and then again uh, outscore the uh, Nets 32 to 30 
in the uh, fourth and final period to win the game 130 to 108. And Zion Williams, they said, just looked terrific in that game as he had uh, 25 points, nine rebounds, three assists, uh, four steals, and only two turnovers and three personal fouls to go along with Ingram, who ended up with uh, 28 points, seven rebounds, five assists, one steal, four turnovers, and uh, along with three personal fouls. And uh, the uh, Ingram from the floor was 10 out of 17, while Williams was 11 out of 22. And um, looks like right now the Hornets, I believe, tonight uh, travel to, uh, I want to say they play t- uh, tomorrow night. They're off tonight as they travel to Charlotte uh, to take on the, the former Hornets, uh, or I should say the the Hornets that uh, came to New Orleans, but to change their name uh, once the uh, Pelicans uh, change their name from Hornets to uh, the uh, Pelicans. So, uh, well, right now the um, Pelicans looking good so far. Of course, it's only the first game of the year. They've got another 81 to go. But, but beating a very good team uh, on their home court uh, in Brooklyn. And, you know, again, uh, Zion is back uh, as he uh, sort of – repeated the Michael Jordan uh, phrase when Michael Jordan uh, took his little hiatus from basketball, uh, attempting to play baseball. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, I, I read uh, where, you know, a bunch of PR people had this big statement they wanted to make, and Jordan just said, no, I'm back. That's it. That's all we need to say. Yeah, I always felt that Houston should have sent a thank you card to uh, – to uh, Michael Jordan because uh, his two years out of the league, you know, before he uh, went into baseball, they had, the Bulls had won three straight uh, championships. He goes to uh, play major uh, minor league baseball uh, for two years, and uh, Houston wins two NBA championships. He comes back, <laughs> and the Bulls win three more. And uh, I always felt that uh, Houston should have th- sent him a thank you note or maybe even uh, equip that bus a little bit better to where he'd uh, stayed in the minor leagues another two or three years as Houston wins their two NBA championships uh, with Michael Jordan out of the league. It's a shame uh, Houston didn't get back into the Western Conference final that next year because they would have had that chance to knock off the Bulls, but uh, I think they uh, beat uh, Utah maybe twice, Phoenix and Los Angeles uh, uh, maybe one of those other teams twice, uh, but uh, never did take on Houston in the con- uh, That's right. final, NBA That's right. final. Sure didn't. Anywhere, uh, uh, if you like football, uh, of course, you got the Saints tonight, but uh, they even have a couple of uh, major college football games tonight and some interest maybe with Cajun fans. Uh, uh, the first uh, game, uh, they're both at 630, I should say, is Virginia at Georgia Tech and Grant Field. Over in Atlanta, uh, Virginia both uh, Virginia comes in at two and four. Georgia Tech uh, three and three. Tech's favored by three points. Uh, over and under is forty-seven. Uh, elsewhere, for you Cajun fans, if you want to see uh, maybe a future opponent and already an opponent you played, uh, Troy uh, travels to Mobile to take on South Alabama. Troy's five and two on the year. Uh, South Alabama's five and one. Uh, of course, uh, one of their wins. Uh, they beat the Cajuns uh, for homecoming a few weeks ago, I believe, by the score of 20 to 17 with a late field goal to knock, uh, knock off the Cajuns. Uh, anyway, South Alabama, three-point pick, uh, 46 and a half of the game. So uh, with that, uh, if you like sports, like I said, it's the sports equinox. Uh, the four big uh, leagues uh, are on tap tonight, of course, and uh, you have the uh, NCAA football. So a lot of uh, baseball tonight, too. Uh, NFL football with the Saints uh, uh, kicking off approximately 7.15 over in Arizona. Should be still some daylight there, too, uh, with regards, because uh, they're usually two hours behind us, so our sun sets around oh, 6.30 or so. They're, they're two hours behind us because we're still on daylight saving time. In and Arizona, not. it is not on daylight yeah, saving time. Normally, it's an hour difference. Okay. Uh, I knew that one I, time. I say normally, really, it's more daylight saving time than standard time uh, for us so i guess normally uh, it is a two-hour time difference uh, beginning a week from saturday yeah, sunday November morning it'll be a, and six, yeah the, the first saturday night sunday morning yeah and meanwhile uh with that uh, all, there were only three states uh, arizona indiana and hawaii that did not comply with the daylight saving and just zone. a portion of indiana yeah and, and, the, uh, and the recently, chicago suburbs and recently they've dropped it all out there's no more uh 
uh, uh, where they, they follow daylight savings time now. Indiana does. M- most of the state. Yeah. Well, all of it now. They dropped it. They, 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 they completely, Indiana, they completely dropped it a few years back. Uh, I remember looking that up. Uh, I, I know they're back. Chicago suburbs. Uh, do like Gary, Indiana. Exactly. Okay. They're, they're, they stuck with Chicago time. Okay. Anyway, uh, in the meantime, uh, Saints tonight, uh, we'll see. Andy Dalton, the likely starter for the Saints tonight. Uh, and uh, we'll see what the Saints can do. Uh, they've had some uh, issues uh, on defense. They've given up uh, 32 to, uh, to the Seahawks and then uh, 30 last week to uh, uh, Joe Burrow and the, um, the Bengals. But, Jeff, um, boy, just uh, – Injury issues yeah, continue. Uh, Jarvis Landry, Michael – Thomas out for a, a third game in a row. Actually, Thomas's fourth game in a row, um, along with Landry and Thomas. Uh, Andres Pete is out. Uh, he's dealing with a chest issue. Uh, tight end Adam Troutman, the yeah, ankle one. issue last week. And Marshawn Lattimore, uh, an abdomen issue, uh, ruled out for today's game. And, again, it looks like Andy Dalton's going to be the starting QB, but uh, game-time decision. Yeah, also questionable, too, uh, is uh, Debo is questionable, too. So uh, Marcus May will be back. Ramchek will be back. Uh, Throckmorton will be back along with Peyton Turner. They say Jameis Winston will be uh, the uh, emergency quarterback. I'm wondering. They don't show him as questionable. So I'm wondering uh, if uh, anyway. Well, we'll, if he we'll has see. been ruled the third-string quarterback, emergency quarterback, that would make him probable. Yeah, th- well, that was speculation, too. I'm not trying to say. But uh, it looks like Andy Dalton's going to be the quarterback for the Saints tonight. So, uh, But uh, he's still missing some weapons, too, when you got Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry out. Uh, uh, anyway, we'll see what transpires in that. Uh, Saints tonight uh, on Amazon Prime is the only way you can watch it or find an establishment where you can de- sit down and watch it. In the meantime, uh, Jeff, uh, nothing uh, late breaking at all. If we go ahead and take our first break and see if we can't get uh, Coach Josh Learman on the line to speak about the New Iberia High School Yellow Jackets. You're listening to Buy Your Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music Thursday at Southern Jack and a special benefit for one of their bartenders to defray medical expenses, plus the Saints play this Thursday night as well. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 9 tennies may across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoors seating. Don't forget, Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. 
Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, October the 20th. And on the line with us is head football coach of the New Iberia High School, Yellow Jacket, uh, Josh Lemon. Good morning, coach, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You're quite welcome, coach. Anyway, coach, i uh, got a big game uh, tomorrow night as you travel to uh, – I guess, Youngsville to take on uh, Como High School, the Spartans. And, Coach, uh, I, I know a lot of people, you on, uh, I think, the air with us uh, for uh, Saturday morning sports corner, but for our viewers who weren't, or our listeners, I should say, who weren't able to uh, catch the show, could you maybe just give us a, a brief rundown, synopsis of the game last Friday against Barb and then your upcoming opponent, uh, Como High School, which you take on uh, tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, the game last week against Barb, you know, we we put ourselves in a pretty big hole. We were down 17 to nothing in the first four or five minutes of the game. You know, from uh, we turned the ball over twice. They had a defensive touchdown. So, you know, we put ourselves in a hole, and we just couldn't climb back out of it. Yeah, I know it wasn't the difference in the game, but our friend Ernie uh, let me know that uh, field goal that Barb hit uh, may have missed a little bit wide left uh, I, I know that wasn't the difference in the game but uh, any indication during the game that that uh, was uh, off uh, the, the mark uh, I mean yeah I mean I think everybody knew it was off but I mean like you said it that didn't determine the game so you know thankfully that game wasn't a three-point game <laughs> yeah no doubt about it uh, any um, key takeaways from uh, the the loss on Friday night and how you uh, might be able to improve on certain things yeah, we just we have to we have to come out better, you know, ready to play, and you know that's on me. I got to make sure our kids are ready from, you know, the opening kickoff to the to the end of the game. Uh, but we're going to be better this week. There you go. You got Como uh, on the road. They had uh, a tough loss. Uh, you you know how good that Karen Crow team is. Fifty six to six. Your takeaways on uh, that game and Como in general? Uh, yeah. Well, Karen Crow is really good, but uh, you know Como. Uh, they they have a really good uh, receiver. They put him at quarterback sometimes, you know, who can who could cause you some problems because he can run the ball really well. So you know we're we're gonna have to play well and 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 more more importantly be ready to play. Any um, lineup changes? Any uh, tweaks to personnel? No, uh, no, we should look pretty much the same. Anything the fans need to know for tomorrow night? Uh, nothing that I've been told. Games at seven o'clock at Como. And Coach, uh, how'd you know with you, you're going into your, I believe, uh, eighth game of the year? Uh, how's you, how, how are your kids holding up? You know, it's it's been, uh, you know, you started out the year uh, one and one with a big win over Sam Houston, and uh, you know things have been pretty tough. Of course, you played some really good football teams in five A. Uh, the morale of the kids and all uh, practices are going pretty good. The injury situation, you know, always gonna have bumps and bruises. Uh, how's that going for you? Yeah, the kid, the kids are doing great. You know, the the kids, like I tell them all the time, you know, more than anything, you need to enjoy playing football no matter what's happening. So, so you know, we try and have fun all the time and, you know, get better all the time. So, they're, the kids are doing a great job. Very good. Coach, uh, appreciate you joining us. We'll look forward to recapping the game on Saturday morning. Uh, but, again, uh, best of luck uh, in the rest of your week of preparation and in tomorrow night's game. All right, thank you, guys. All right, you're welcome, Coach. Good luck. You here? Appreciate Coach Josh Learman joining us a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Carol Olivier, they wrapped up their regular season at Acadiana Christian last Thursday. Uh, we'll get a recap on the regular season and see if uh, fortunes uh, held for the postseason. For yeah, that, that's true. Since uh, I'm not real familiar with the association they play in, they're not in the Louisiana High School Athletic Association, so they're in a, like a private association so hopefully he can uh uh help educate us with regards to how their playoff system works and uh what it details and all so uh well we'll have coach uh our carol olivier on uh, around eight o'clock uh here on the fourth segment of bayou sports you know jeff elsewhere i'm thinking you know with the cajuns i mean excuse me the yellow jackets traveling to uh como to take on the spartans um i think it's a game that uh that uh, things go right uh, finally for the Yellow Jackets. They can maybe pull out a uh, win in that regard. So, uh, 
Of course, you can't compare games to games, but uh, Como's having their share of issues too, you know. Uh, they've been uh, battered and beat up a lot during the course of uh, the year. And the reason they have is, uh, is the appearance of Southside. I'm sure Southside has taken a lot of football players from uh, Como over the last few years that Southside has been playing football. And uh, it seems like uh, – the Yellow Jackets have uh, Coach Lehrman and the Yellow Jackets have a, have a good chance of winning this game tonight, uh, along with Sulphur and uh, Lafayette High. Uh, so uh, maybe he can end the season on a good note. We wish him the best, though, because he's been really good uh, being with us here on Bayou Sports each uh, Thursday morning. Uh, no doubt about it. And like you say, um, some very winnable games. Uh, and they've had a chance to test the medal against some of those stronger opponents too. Uh, yeah, that they have. And uh, like you mentioned, they got in a deep hole, you know, being down 17, nothing early in the game. Uh, that that's hard to come back sometimes. And, uh, it's uh, the Jackets did uh, get some points, but uh, Bohr pulled away from them later on, and uh, pretty much, uh, like you said, that field goal wasn't a difference in the game. I got a quick story to say: when I did a game back in, uh, oh, it must have been in the uh, late '90s at Como when the Yellow Jackets were playing Como. I don't remember, recall the outcome of the game, but the interesting part of the game at halftime they had if you can kick a football into the back of a pickup truck about 30 yards away, uh, you'd win the pickup truck. Or was it money? I'm trying to recall. But anyway, uh, 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 I guess a a contestant from uh, New Iberia by the name of Glenn Tuchat was selected, and uh, he goes to kick the ball from a tee, and the tee, the ball hit the ground and bounced up and rolled and uh, went in the back of the pickup truck. And uh, they said, oh, no, you got to kick it in. He said, I just did. I just kicked it in the pickup truck. <laughs> he literally had to get a lawyer, and the lawyer won the case for it. And if he won the money on the, I think, the pickup truck. So, uh, Glenn, if you're listening. Should have made it clear. Yeah, and Glenn, clear. if you're out there, yeah, I remember you uh, kicking the ball, and the crowd went crazy, too, because it bounced a couple times, almost like an onside kick, and it popped up and landed in the back of the pickup truck. <laughs> and there wasn't any, uh, as you mentioned, uh, should have made it a lot clearer, but the option of the uh, kick was to kick it into the back of the pickup truck, which he did. And, again, I can't remember if it was money or the truck itself. but uh, Now, if, if you <laughs> attempt to kick a field goal and it bounces and then goes through the uprights, is that a good kick? Good question. Good question. How about if it goes – wait, a lot of times it goes off the hands of a ki- people trying to block it and it goes through. I think the object is uh, it goes through the upright. If it bounces off the ground, good question. I don't know that answer. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever happened, <laughs> but uh, – Well, you yeah, got – you know what? Wait way. a second. You got drop kicks. You True. remember Flutie, Flutie drop kicked a field goal and extra point back in the day. But it still goes foot through the goal post. That it does. And no ground in between. True. Generally, so anyway, but I remember when Flutie did that uh, in a bear win. I think uh, back in the day, uh, Doug Flutie, well, one of the rare bear wins when Doug Flutie was playing quarterback. <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, the defense was so good then. They the Bears still probably won the division. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but I still recall that happening uh, back in the day with Doug Flutie uh, drop kicking, which which was pretty. Uh, I guess uh, back in the early days of college football. You know, the early days of college football, a touchdown was only worth five points. I'm trying to recall when it went to six points, I think sometime in the early 20th century. And uh, with that, so anyway, uh, a great story. Glenn Tuchek uh, drop kicking that ball into the back of the pickup truck. And uh, anyway, interesting story in that regard. Uh, anyway, um, I'm just trying to go over some of my notes here uh, with regards to uh, – uh, the Pelicans looked good last night. The Saints on tonight. Major League Baseball on uh, as the Yankees and Astro go at Game Two, and the AL Championship Series tonight. Uh, uh, waiting for high, uh, college football. So, uh, and like I said, the Big Four, the uh, the uh, Athletic Equinox or Sports Equinox tonight, and uh, through the course of time. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, talking about Glenn, uh, another. Fan uh, gimmick fail. Uh, apparently, a Washington Commanders fan who was expecting to get over fourteen thousand dollars after winning a FedEx Field raffle. One of those fifty-fifty. Uh-huh. You know, half of it goes to charity. Uh, sure. The fan gets the other fifty. Uh, still um, did not get it. Uh, the the check bounced. Mm-mm. Drew Shipley, he's a Commanders season ticket holder, told Eric Flack of 
television station in the D.C. area that the moment was quite shocking, but the team eventually did pay him his prize. Uh, Commander spokesperson told Flack that the problem was caused by a bank error, uh, saying we reached out directly to the fan as soon as we learned about it and have wired the money directly to his account and apologized for the inconvenience. It was a bank error, and we're following up with the bank to learn why it happened and to ensure it does not happen again. Uh, again, the spokesperson yeah, said. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, I guess, uh, bank error. But uh, this no. was a week one uh, situation, uh, week one, but he didn't get uh, paid until October 13th. Oh, wow. You know, in th- those instances, when someone hands you a check, uh, if, if the bank is uh, in your local area, I'd go present the check to the to the local bank to cash or get a or get a cashier's check or a ch- uh, or a certified check or something of that nature uh, to where you you know you've got the funds before you start spending them. I'm wondering if the young the person who won the money the fifty fifty that uh, he deposited the money in his account then started using the money. Usually it takes a uh, NSF check about oh four to five days to return. So uh, you wonder if he starts spending the money thinking he had it. Uh, just a tough situation for that young man. So, uh, wow, what can you say? Anyway, um, uh, like I mentioned earlier during the broadcast, uh, boy, the Pelicans looked really good last night uh, uh, with uh, Ingram and uh, Williamson uh, just carrying the load along with McCullough at 21-2. Uh, so, uh, and beat a pretty good team, as you mentioned, uh, in the Nets. Uh, um, so we'll see how um, they do uh, tomorrow night, and they take on Charlotte, uh, the Hornets, in uh, another uh, second game of the year. Saints tonight, uh, they're two-and-a-half-point dogs uh, uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. Forty-three-and-a-half is the over-and-under in that regard. College football on tonight as Virginia takes on uh, travels to Atlanta, Grant Field, to take on Georgia Tech and Troy for you Cajun fans. Uh, I do think uh, they're on your schedule uh, Later on during the course of uh, the year, I do believe, let's see, see in the air, uh, they play them, uh, the Cajuns play them November 5th, so that's in about two weeks. They got Southern Miss over in Hattiesburg next weekend, and then uh, Georgia Southern at uh, in Lafayette, then on the road as they journey to Tallahassee, take on Florida State and their last game of the year. Uh, hopefully, uh, maybe they can play in the championship game right in that ship against Texas State on November 26th. So, uh, Cajuns uh, still have, uh, I believe, uh, six games left. So uh, they stand at three and three right now with a big game against Arkansas State uh, Saturday afternoon at four o'clock over in Cajun Field. So uh, Coach Mike Desmo, best of luck, and see if they can't uh, take down the Red Wolves out of uh, Arkansas State. Uh, Jeff, um, don't know if we do maybe uh, another break right now. I'm looking for uh, some other uh, information on sports in that regard so uh, let's go ahead and take our break and uh, uh, stay with us at eight o'clock we'll have coach carol uh, olivier from uh, the cadiana christian lines on anyway you're listening to bayou sports here on kane radio uh, fm 107.5 and am 1240 stick with us we'll be right back hey guys if you're looking for the top golf experience in iberia parish you need to look no further than kane row golf and turf club Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board-certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy-guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880, or go to answer to pain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music Thursday at 7 Jack and a special benefit for one of their bartenders to defray medical expenses, plus the Saints play this Thursday night as well. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 9 tennis made across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. What does the 50th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued. I'm empowered. I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator plays the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know to participate in Louisiana high school sports. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, October 20th. Uh, and, of course, the Saints are on TV tonight uh, on Prime. And, you know, over the years, Jeff, uh, there's been a significant games uh, in the history between the Saints and, the, of course, you got to go Arizona, Phoenix, and then St. Louis Cardinals, and this one can prove to in be. In fact, speaking of the Chicago Cardinals. That's right. Arizona may be playing with a heavy heart today. Charlie Trippi passed away. Oh, wow. 100 years old, uh, he was part of the 1947 team that last won a championship for the then Chicago Cardinals. And, uh, of course, the Chicago Cardinals moved from Chicago, and they were just so behind everything with the Bears being uh, the acknowledged team in Chicago. They moved to St. Louis, I want to say in 59, 60, somewhere in that vicinity. But uh, anyway, um, Charlie Trippi, I think he was played at the University of Georgia. He back was a Georgian. He passed away in Atlanta. And I want to say, he, he wasn't, no, that in was fact, Frank. In fact, he was in Athens. Yeah, yeah that, was Frank, uh, that was Frank Sandwich. It won the Heisman for uh, the uh, Georgia Bulldogs back in the day, their first Heisman Trophy winner during World War II. Elsewhere, uh, tonight's game, both teams come in two and four. Uh, you know, the winner gets back into the playoff contention, while the loser, boy, drops to two and five. Uh, wow, tough to come back. Overall series is close. The Saints lead by one game overall, but it's tied in regular season play. Of course, uh, the Saints beat the Cardinals uh, on the march to the Super Bowl that year and uh, uh, beat them handily. Reggie Bush had the big game with the run and the punt return and all. Uh, Saints uh, were one-point dog uh, before week six games against Cincinnati. Of course, they lost to the Cincinnati 30-26. to Seattle. Uh, Seattle beat Arizona by the score of 19 to nine. Uh, in the meantime, weather forecast. Uh, I think um, uh, the weather forecast in Glendale, Arizona, appears to be nice for the game tonight. Temperatures in the low to mid 80s. Clear skies. Likely the roof will be closed uh, in the State Farm Stadium. So uh, uniforms. The Cardinals are going to go in with their alternate uniforms. They're going to be wearing often Thursday nights. Uh, they do those color rush or uh, some sort of alternate thing. Yeah, uh, it was brutal looking at the Bears last Thursday. Yeah, that orange. orange jerseys and helmets. Yeah, well, the Bears are going to be wearing uh, uh, the black jerseys with the red numbers, black pants, black helmets, and their traditional red cardinal. Uh, the Saints will be wearing white jerseys, but it was unclear uh, what the rest of their uniform will look like. You know, the Saints over in London wore those black hats, those helmets in that game. Uh, the referees, Jerome Boger is the uh, lead official tonight. In the five games his crew has called this season, the visiting team has won three times, the home team twice. Anyway, the crew has called 27 penalties, an average of 5-4 game for 205 yards, an average of 41 a game on uh, the visiting team, 33 penalties, 6.7 per game on the home team, 272 yards. Of course, the Saints 2-4, and 1-1 one one on the road, and uh, – the Saints are ranked fifth in the NFL in overall offense. That's yards gained, 11th in points scored. Uh, they also, uh, they're seventh in rushing offense, 15th in passing. Uh, team is 17th overall in defense, 29th in points allowed, 20th against the run, 16th against the pass. Uh, this is the first October road game for Coach Dennis Allen with the Saints. Minnesota was a neutral site, of course, in London. The team as a whole, it's quite an interesting streak still intact. They've won nine consecutive road games in the month, I guess the month of October. Their last October road loss came in a 27-21 loss at Kansas City on October 23, 2016. Wow, that's uh, six years ago. Coincidentally, uh, that uh, dropped the team to four, two and four, which is the same as their current record. The numbers on Thursday games haven't been nearly as impressive for the Saints 
lately or historically. Overall, the Saints are 8-9 and nine on Thursdays, have lost two in a row, including to Dallas 27-17 and Buffalo 31-6 last season. In fact, the team has lost five of its past seven games on Thursday after a three-game uh, winning streak in 13-15. Seven of the Saints' teams, uh, 17, uh, Seven of the 17 Saints Thursday games have come against Atlanta, in which they are five and two and three and seven against everyone else, and two and six against teams in outside the NFC South. New Orleans has opened a two and four in 18 seasons throughout their history, and they have finished with a winning uh, record just once, nine and seven in 1989, made the playoffs once in 1990, and both those seasons they won the seventh game to move to three and four. So uh, interesting uh, that I found this about that. Uh, As I mentioned, the Saints lead the overall series 16 to 15 with one of those uh, coming in the postseason. Uh, All-time in New Orleans, the Saints are lead 9 and 4. All-time in Arizona, St. Louis, the Cardinals lead 11 to 7. Saints lead 5 and 3 in Arizona. The trends, uh, Saints have won three of the past four in the series, including 19, 16, and 13 and have won six of the past nine, including the aforementioned playoff game in the Dome. So, uh, anyway, a big game for the Saints tonight, we both know, and uh, for them to uh, get back on the winning note because, boy, their schedule doesn't get any easier in the next few weeks, too, as they'll be taking on uh, Las Vegas and New Orleans along with the Ravens on November 7th. Then uh, they travel to Pittsburgh, uh, take on the Rams in New Orleans, go to San Francisco, and then Tampa Bay. Uh, The Falcons come to the Dome uh, and then they go up to play Cleveland, and uh, the last uh, road game is against the Eagles up there on January 1st, New Year's Day, then come home to play the Carolina Panthers to close out the year. So if the Saints uh, wish to uh, make it uh, to the playoffs, they've got a lot of work to do right now. And uh, Arizona getting a little bit of a, a jump uh, to the lineup tonight. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is back in the lineup, and Kyler Murray, and, and we haven't uh, heard much about Kyler Murray's contract. Uh, remember the controversy about him having to spend at least, uh, was it four hours uh, yeah, that's on, right. on the playbook, studying that's the right. playbook, and that's then right. they eliminated that. But uh, his quarterback rating not real good. Uh, it was 45 without Hopkins during the past uh, couple of seasons, 69 with him. So, uh, but Hopkins back, and perhaps that's a spark for Arizona tonight. Yeah, he's a fine receiver, too. Uh, don't know if he'll be football shape. You know, just, uh, you know, you can uh, practice all you want, run wind sprints and everything, but the game is completely different. Uh, you know, when you work out, even working out in practice, it's, it's different. Your teammates know tendencies and all and uh, plays that you're going to run. Uh, but uh, we'll see what Hopkins uh uh, has in store for the Saints tonight. He's a fine receiver, though, uh, and he can still motor. He's up in age a little bit. He's been in the league yeah. about 10 years. So he's probably in his early 30s, 30, 32, maybe uh, somewhere in there. But the Saints have an opportunity tonight, being a one-and-a-half point, two-point dog, uh, to do something. And uh, with Andy Dalton probably being the starting quarterback for the Saints tonight, uh, anyway, it's going to be key for the Saints to get back at W on the road um, against a, a decent team, even though they're two and four. Uh, the Cardinals do have some good players. Uh, I'm trying to think is um, they had uh, the defensive end, Bossa, was at, uh, I'm trying to recall. I know they have a pretty good defensive front, so hopefully it's not a long night for Andy Dalton. Pretty there. sure Watts back uh, in the lineup, yeah, isn't Yeah, J.J. Watts, yeah, I think he is too. Uh, I do believe so. Uh, so hopefully the Saints uh, can get things going tonight uh get back a few players but still have a few players out too so uh can the saints get the ground game going you know they haven't been able to run the ball real well of course uh latavius murray kind of gave us a little spark and then the denver said uh we'll go ahead and take him and so he's gone uh camara had a pretty good game last week he ran for right about 100 yards and uh the saints uh need to get a spark and uh need to have some things go their way right now but Andy Dalton in the red zone had been uh, he just hadn't hadn't put the ball in the end zone and kicking field goals. You're not going to beat a lot of people. Hard, hard to get Andy Dalton out of the red zone, yeah, or the orange zone, uh, as, right. as the case might be for uh, that ginger. But uh, Cliff Kingsbury too has been criticized for his yeah. play calling, and even uh, earlier after Sunday's uh, loss, uh, I think they scored nine points against Seattle. Um, That's right, and. 
although the defense slowed down Geno Smith to, to, to that credit, but Kingsbury's play calling has been called into play, and he said he was not uh, uh, against the idea of giving up those duties to his offensive coordinator. So we'll see uh, if that has an impact on tonight's game. Yeah, that and the Saints just—I hate to say it like this—but they desperately need to win this game to go to two and five. Is just uh, with the schedule they've got coming into uh, pl- play in the next month or and the you, end you of this month. You can't keep hoping that Tom Brady's going to lose. That's and, right. Or, or the other teams, uh, and they're keeping pace for the most part. They've been one game behind most of the season, it seems. That, so. That's right. That's right. And uh, the Saints, as you mentioned, uh, you know, you you can't say, oh, Tom, uh, is, can he lose again this week? Of course, uh, uh, Tampa Bay, <laughs> they're at Carolina. <laughs> so the, the the question is, uh, uh, can t- Carolina right the ship? And uh, they're having their issues big time too. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay goes in as 11-point favorite over in Carolina. So uh, doesn't look good for the Saints. Uh, of course, Tampa Bay is only scoring 20 points a game, and they're 3-3. They're three and three. So uh, anyway <laughs> – it's just it's crazy right now and uh sooner or later you're going to see some breakout teams uh the eagles and the giants uh over in the uh, nfl east have shown that and look at where the vikings are right now if the saints could have pulled that one out miss a late field goal a long field goal but a late they, field goal. they barely beat the bears yep and so minnesota is suspect yeah I, I, and i'm always you know again in the that division uh I despise the Vikings more than the Packers, even though the Packers are more the rival. Uh, my mom was from Minnesota. Okay. And growing up in the 70s, the uh, Vikings were just dominating the not just the division but the NFC yes. for Super Bowls uh, in that divi- uh, in that uh, decade. Yeah. And I, I despise them so much because I'd hear from my family, my cousins, about <laughs> uh, the Vikings over the Bears that it took me a while to uh, grow to like the LSU Tigers because of the same colors, very similar uniforms. It took me a while to uh, get past that purple and gold stuff. Yeah, the purple people eaters, yes. you know, with Jim Marshall and that crowd, uh, Alan Page, I mean, uh, Gary Larson, uh, they, they, had, they had some players too. Uh, Mooney Winston, the former LSU Tiger, was one of the linebackers on those Viking teams that made, I think, uh, four Super Bowls in like eight years. It got beaten every one of them, though. Of course, Joe Cap led them one time in the late 60s, and fr- uh, fabulous Francis Tarkenton uh, took over from there. I really thought they were going to beat the Steelers in uh, New Orleans in that 75 Super Bowl. I was at that game, and it was – I think uh, that was one of the coldest games I've ever been to in January, but it wasn't the Super Bowl record. The coldest Super Bowl record was when the Dolphins got beat by the Cowboys in O'Tulane Stadium. It was sunny that day, but it was 38, 39 degrees during the kickoff, and uh, but it was cold. And uh, those are just uh, things I can recall in those days. But I uh, was pulling for – Francis Tarkenton, and what was the television show he hosted with Kathy Lee? Uh, uh, believe it or not, or, or yeah. one of those. Uh, that's incredible. I think was the name Maybe of the so. show. Maybe so. Uh, with regards to, didn't, uh, he didn't have a rendition of the stupid video show. Uh, he might have had to. He, I remember him hosting Saturday Night Live one year after he was out of football, and uh, they made fun of Bud Grant with John Belushi in that crowd. So uh, it was pretty neat. Uh, in that regard. Anyway, I uh, don't know if we need to take another break and get Coach Carroll Levy on the line and tell us a little bit about his Lions over at Acadiana Christian. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, uh, October the 20th. Uh, we'll be back with uh, head football coach of the Lions, Carroll Levy, right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49. Because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, 
call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at Danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, uh, October 30th. And on the line with us is head football coach of the Acadiana Christian Lions, uh, Carol Olivier. Coach, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. How you doing today? Uh, we're doing well, Coach, and uh, I know uh, you're going to have to educate us a little bit uh, since we're not familiar with, uh, I think, uh, off the air you mentioned to uh, Jeff that uh, y'all have made the playoffs. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And uh, how uh, educate us a little bit with regards to how the playoff system works in the league that you're playing in and uh, when do you play your next game and uh, how are things going for you? Uh, our next game is going to be uh, Saturday. Um, we play against uh, Swallow, which is the number two seed in our uh, our league. I'm at their place at Westlake at kickoffs at seven. Um, it's pretty much the, the uh, regular style of, of playoffs. You know, uh, high seed plays the low seed. Um, just kind of go by uh, either record or PowerPoint, depending on uh, you know what your, what your record is in the league. You uh, had some injury issues last week that forced the the cancellation, I guess, of uh, the game that was scheduled last Thursday. How are you doing injury wise uh, heading into Saturday's game then? Yeah, we uh, started the same. Um, we, we we started the same right now as far as injuries go. Um, still waiting to hear back on a couple guys, but they won't be ready for uh, this weekend. So uh, we just have to kind of. Move some things around. Got some new guys playing some new positions. Uh, opportunities for other guys to step up and just try to go out there and put our best foot forward. I know you played Southwest a couple of times this season. Uh, recap those for us and uh, how you improve upon that. Uh, how those games translate to this game? Um, it's totally different. I mean, again, the the. the Beautiful thing about the playoffs is you can throw the records out of the way. Um, you know, you, you you zero and zero in uh, postseason play. Um, I mean, we we lost to them uh, pretty handily the first time we played them. I think a lot of it was self inflicted. I think it could have been a it was a better game than what the score showed. Um, was able to move the ball on them successfully. Um, they just kind of busted plays, got them in the end zone a little bit more than us. Um, also in Game two, I think, was an even better game. Um, they got away from us in the first half, scored two unanswered uh, touchdowns on us in the first half, and we couldn't quite punch it in going into halftime. We ended up um, losing that game by like 18, 18 points. Um, but again, it was, it was a whole lot better than what you know we expected, but I still think that that also was a wonderful game. This time, which is different, is, I mean, we're not going to be running nothing of what we ran all year long. We had to put in a, a new offense just for what we have that we're able to, you know, go out there with. So defense is going to be something different. So 
film-wise, they won't have a lot. Of, you know, owners will kind of have the upper hand with that, but they'll have the experience factor on their side for sure. You know, uh, Saints learned a couple of years ago it's tough to beat a good team three times uh, when they won twice in the regular season and lost to Tampa in the postseason, and maybe you can bring that kind of a, a spark to your team uh, Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like, I, like I've been telling the kids all week, you know, trying to get them focused. It's hard to get guys focused when, you're, when, you're, when, when, you, when your main guy's down and you're all facing the uphill battle versus the team that have already beaten you twice. But I, what I try to tell them is we've improved every time we've played them. Right, um, and, and what we have going for us is we're, we're, it's totally new. We just have to continue to give every, our best football on every down. You never know what can happen in, in football. Um, the, the ball bounces your way. You play hard enough, and you get an opportunity to win the game. I mean, it showed it against MOC on the road. Um, we went in 14 and then halftime. Um, late in the game, we up we up 14 to uh, six late in the game. And um, just by our best player going down, it imploded us. You know, we went backwards. We didn't couldn't move the ball. They kept fighting. They stayed in it, and again scored another special team touchdown late in the in the game. So you just gotta, you know, you just gotta be disciplined and just you know go out there and give your best effort, fly around, and you never know what can happen. Absolutely, and. Uh, for fans who might be uh, heading to Westlake, uh, do they play on campus or uh, where do they play their games? We play at Westlake High School, a beautiful facility, uh, turf field. Um, uh, really, really enjoyed the, the atmosphere as well as uh, um, keeps a good crowd. Uh, nothing like the playoffs, right? I'm very excited about that. This is my first playoff in football as a player and coach. So I'm super excited about that. You know, I tell the guys that every day this week, like I'm getting the opportunity to have a lifetime as well as y'all are. You know, some of these, I have some seniors that haven't ever been to the playoffs. So uh, this one of them is their first year playing football. So I'm excited for those guys. I got some young guys that's going to be coming back next year that get an opportunity to play in the playoffs. It could be their first game this year playing. So, it's so much upside to it, you know. You, you know, I'm just excited about it. Very good. Well, coach, we wish you the best of luck Saturday night, seven o'clock uh, against Southwest Louisiana at Westlake High School. Uh, again, appreciate you joining us on these Thursdays. And win or lose, uh, we'll look to check in with you next Thursday. All right, awesome. Thanks, coach. Always a pleasure. Appreciate yeah, good luck, coach. Yeah, a big game for them uh, this coming uh, week. So, uh, Jeff, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, I don't they didn't play last week due to some uh, uh, injuries and all. But uh, anyway, good luck to uh, Acadiana Christian Lions in a big game over in uh, uh, Westlake uh, this coming uh, weekend. Elsewhere, Jeff, uh, just quickly before we go to today in sports history, you know, last night uh, was a was a big uh, event for the Nola family. Uh, is mom and dad sitting in the stands? <laughs> which which son? Uh, of course, uh, Aaron got the best of Austin in the first at bat, uh, but Austin came back, uh, got the last laugh, knocking in a run and a single that sparked a five-one rally as the uh, Padres uh, uh, cut into that four-to-two deficit and uh, got on top uh, and won the game. I think eight to four. Uh, so uh, anyway, they say the the Nolas are the first pair of brothers to face each, face each other in postseason. I was thinking, you know, with uh, the National League uh, having not having a DH, the, the Force brothers uh, didn't face each other in the playoffs, but they had to face each other. Of course, oh, yeah. they were pitchers. St. You know? Louis and Houston, played yeah, them, yeah. They, uh, you know, brother pitching games against each other, and there were a couple others like that. I think uh, Sandy, the Alamore brothers. Uh, uh, but uh, neither one with a pitcher, of course, Dane Org and uh, Garth Org uh, with the Rawls and the Blue Jays. But again, how about the uh, the, the the Boyers, Cleet Boyer with the Yankees, Ken Boyer with the uh, Cardinals? What well, I remember about that, uh, 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 Ken Boyer hits a home run in that seventh game uh, to help beat the Yankees to win the World Series, and Cleet comes around and kind of. 
Ken nudged him at third base, you know, gave him a little elbow, and Cleet came back in, one, in late innings and hit a home run himself. But uh, it was to no avail as uh, the Cardinals, with Bob Gibson on the mound, beat the Yankees 7-5 to win the World Series. Uh, there were other brothers, too, in that regard. Uh, of course, the DiMaggio brothers had to face each other, Don playing for the Red Sox and Joe with the Yankees. And I believe there was another brother. I can't, his name escapes me right now. But uh, a lot of that went on uh, in uh, Major League Baseball. And, of course, in uh, football, you've had some of that also. So, uh, interesting that the Nolas uh, out of Baton Rouge uh, both played at uh, LSU. Uh, of course, uh, Austin was the shortstop for LSU and Aaron the pitcher. And uh, Austin literally learned another position so he could stay in the major leagues uh, as he learned how to catch. And uh, started off, I believe, with Seattle, then ended up uh, in San Diego. So, uh, interesting story and byline and They'll face each other again at some point, too. I think uh, this game's – I don't think it'll end after four games. Uh, it should go – Especially uh, tied at one right now. That's uh, right. Unlikely. But, uh, yeah, it'll probably be on the mound game four or five. Yeah, it should be. So, interesting matchup. No, no, no. That was game two yesterday. So, uh, maybe five or six. Yeah, that'd probably be closer to it to have a, a travel day uh, in between uh, the uh, second and third and the uh, fifth and sixth. So, Anyway, we'll see Aaron Nola, uh, I'm sure, again. Anyway, today in sports history, October 20th, in 1910, the first appearance of the Cork-centered baseball in World Series took place. In 1934, uh, Major League Baseball All-Star team led by Connie Mack, Babe Ruth, Jimmy Fox, and Lou Gehrig, they go to Japan for 18 games to play uh, a series up there. And I'm trying to recall if that's when baseball was introduced to Japan back in the day. Not sure about that. Uh, no, they've been playing baseball for a long time. You sure? We, we talked about like the 100th anniversary uh, was a few uh, weeks or months ago. Okay. Well, I'm wondering if the uh, people who were in the Army or the Navy uh, back in the day might have introduced baseball to Japan. Uh, anyway, in 1935, the Detroit Tigers future Hall of Famer first baseman Hank Greenberg is named the AL MVP by the Baseball Writers Association, while the Red Sox, Wes Farrell, was a runner-up in 36. Carl Hubble, with a 26-6 and six, uh, win-loss record, edges out Dizzy Dean for MVP honors in the National League. Dean went 24-13. and 13. In 1947, on this date, the radio rights for the World Series sell for, you ready, 475000 for three years. Wow. Anyway, on uh, this date, 1960, Ralph Hawk, at 41 years of age, a former Marine, replaces Casey Stingle as the manager of the Yankees. On this date, 1963, Jim Brown set the NFL single-season rushing record with 1,863 yards. Uh, of course, they only played 12 games back then. Elsewhere on this date, 1967, Charlie Finley names Bob Kennedy as first manager of the relocated Oakland A's. On this date in 1968, American Dick Fosbury, using his unconventional technique, wins the high jump gold at uh, the Mexico Olympics at seven foot and three and a half uh, inches. Uh, Fosbury Flop becomes the official leap now of all high jumpers. On this date in uh, 1973, uh, President Nixon proclaims Jim Thorpe to have been the greatest athlete in the first half of the 20th century. Of course, at that time, uh, his medals had been taken away. They were given back to him or his uh, family in somewhere around 1982-83. In 1982, on this date, uh, the Cardinals beat the Brewers 6-3 at Bush Stadium for a four-games-to-three series trump. And MVP of the series, catcher Darrell Porter, of course, uh, striking out Gorman Thomas in that last uh, batter in the top of the ninth. The late Bruce Souter, who passed away uh, within the last, uh, what, four or five days, I think, Bruce Souter passed away. last Friday. A last week Friday? Ago, yeah, this past Friday. Anyway, on this date in uh, 1988, World Series Dodgers beat the A's 5-2 to two at the Oakland Alameda Coliseum to clinch the series in four games to one. And pitcher Oral Hershiser, his timeless sort of call the Bulldog, uh, was the MVP of that series. In 1990, World Series Cincinnati Reds beat the A's 2-1 at Oakland's Alameda Coliseum to sweep Oakland in the Reds' fifth title. MVP pitcher Jose Rio in that series uh, for that. And I think that's the last time the Reds have won a World Series. Elsewhere in 1996, Andrew Jones is the youngest player to home in a World Series. Uh, the Braves center fielder, fine outfielder for them. Uh, but the Braves... Uh, 
uh, ended up losing the World Series to the Yankees. In 2004, Major League uh, AL Championship, the Red Sox. Boy, what a series. They come back from 0-3 series to beat the Yankees four games to three and then go on to beat the Cardinals 4 nothing. Uh, that series broke the, uh, broke the jinx as the Bambino. Uh, Boston hadn't been, won a World Series since 1916 or 18, I do believe. And it broke the jinx. I think they went 86 years in that regard. And uh, the, the, uh, the series is so popular, uh, they made a movie out of it uh, with Jimmy Fallon and uh, Drew <laughs> Barrymore. Oh, that's uh, right. Fever Pitch. Yeah. A good movie, too. Pretty good movie. Anyway, uh, elsewhere, uh, birthdays on this date. Born on this date uh, in 1931, Hall of Fame outfielder, 56 Triple Crown winner Mickey Mantle, born on this date, 20-time All-Star, seven-time World Series champ, three-time uh, American League MVP, born in Spavanaugh, Oklahoma, not in commerce like a lot of people thought. Born on this day, too, in 1932, Rosie Greer, or Rosie Brown, uh, I should say, NFL Hall of Fame defensive tackle, one of the uh, original members of the Fearsome Foursome, uh, back in, born in Charlottesville, Virginia. Also born in this date, 1937. Uh, uh, is it Rosie Greer or Brown? I think it was Brown. Roosevelt Brown. He changed his name to Greer? No, I don't think so. Anyway, I may have the wrong one. You're right. I think you, I stand corrected. But Roosevelt Brown, who was a huge tackle back in the day, he was like 6'4", 300 pounds, just a huge man for that time of period. Elsewhere on this date, 1937, born on this date, was Dominican Hall of Fame pitcher Juan Marichal. Ten-time All-Star, National League leader in ERA, no-hitter against the in 63, born in Laguna Verde, Dominican Republic. Also born on this day in 53, Keith Hernandez, the first-time uh, 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 MVP in 79. Uh, Cardinals met, uh, born in San Francisco, batting champ in 79, and tied for the MVP, only time in history that uh, – Willie Stargell and Keith Hernandez tied for the MVP in the National League. Also born on this date, uh, one of my all-time favorite basketball players out of Tulane, Gerald Honeycutt, the cut. All-American, NBA forward for the Milwaukee Bucks, born in Shreveport in 1974. Uh, quote of the day, I'll go back to Mickey Mantle. You know, Mickey Mantle just was such a tremendous player. Uh, uh, got tore his knee up in the 51 series when DiMaggio said, I got it, I got it, and, uh, and Mickey Mantle uh, stopped and – Buckled knee under one of those drains out in the outfield, or maybe a drain, but a sprinkler head. And Mickey said, if I knew I was going to live this long, I'd taken better care of myself. Of course, Mantle's dad, along with his brother, both died of Hodgkin's disease before they were 40. And Mickey Mantle lived to be uh, in his early 60s. I want to say 67. Yeah, somewhere in there. And uh, had liver transplant either later in, uh, earlier in his life. Controversial, uh, too. Yeah, because... Uh, there were people that needed his age uh, was a deterrent to, to give him a liver transplant. And the way he... He got it pretty quickly, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's today in sports history, Jeff, uh, on October 20th. And a big football game tonight as the Tigers of Lorville entertain uh, the Ascension uh, uh, the team, uh, the Blue Gators, Ascension uh, uh, Episcopal High School, uh, 6.15 airtime, Jeff, and about 7 o'clock. About 6.30 on Thursday. Okay. So we go All right. on. Right. So, uh, baseball introduced to Japan in 1872. Uh, it was the, I, I knew it was a big anniversary of the introduction of baseball, so 150 years this year. Uh, professionally, uh, in the 1920s. That's uh, what I began. thought, maybe. Uh, but didn't realize baseball was introduced. Uh, baseball is an American sport, along with basketball. Uh, I just never realized that uh, the Japanese had started playing baseball that earlier. And had to be an American that introduced them to the game. Uh, I don't think uh, the game started with that. And of course, it's controversial whether Abner Doubleday started the games or not. But anyway, baseball in Japan, 1872. Wow. There you go. Always want to thank our guests, Josh Learman from Nish, uh, Katiana Christians, Carol Olivier, and our sponsors. We thank Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep out of District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing. The Quarter Tavern, great place to see the Saints tonight. And don't forget about that fundraiser, barbecue plate uh, dinners beginning at 5 uh, at the Quarter Tavern. Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Schwing Insurance, and the Headache and Pain Center.